Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So I was driving and I, 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 I was stuck behind a guy on a moped. Okay. And coming the other way was an old, large man on a big, big Harley. Great. And tiny, tiny white guy on yeah, the moped in front little, of me. Yeah, little guy on a white, on a white moped. And I didn't know that... I knew that the motorcycle people did the kind of lean and point to the ground kind of thing. I didn't know that moped people also did the <laughs> lean <laughs> and point to the ground thing to yeah. signal like the hay, the motorcycle wave. But, but the Harley guy did it, and then the moped guy did it without even missing a beat. And I was like, is there some kind of code between... Was the there twist, an alliance for it? An alliance between the moped guys and the motorcycle guys? And I just, a ton, like a thousand thoughts flashed through my mind all at once. <laughs> but we were talking on the phone. And so I couldn't. I couldn't see. Like there, there, there were there were table discussions, and they had a yes. summit, and they reached yeah. an agreement. Like parlay, okay, we get to do we get to do the the pointing at the ground thing. We both get to do that, but you guys aren't allowed to form your own gangs. That's, you can't wear you can't wear leather. Yeah. but you get to do the point to the ground. Yeah, thing. you can't wear leather, but you can do yeah. this like that. You guys sense. don't get to go to France, but you get to do the point of the ground. <laughs> the Vespa guys formed a formed a union, is what you're saying? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Welcome to The Crunch, the only podcast that supports the unionization of moped drivers. It's your boy, Ethan. And I'm Patrick Three Screens Nevy. We are slowly but surely becoming a labor podcast. Yes. Which is good? The the motorcyclists will tremble at the revolution. The moped boys have nothing to lose but their chains. <laughs> you you have three monitors now you you sound like you want to talk about that i i don't necessarily want to talk about it but i do have three monitors now i only have one i've got the just my laptop right here sitting on my desk i don't podcast at work yet digital minimalism baby <laughs> yes i actually did i made some improvements to my emma and i spent all day on monday because we both had the day off uh fixing this room that we're in mm-hmm. you can't really tell anything from this way but we just had a lot of our stuff. This was the room where the stuff went when yeah, I moved here. Yeah, I get it. And we actually did the thing, which was let's take everything out of the thing and throw away the stuff that we don't want and donate the stuff that we don't want but isn't trash mm-hmm. and put away the things where they go that we want to keep. <laughs> and it was amazing. I was like, why didn't I do this my whole time in college and as a focus yeah. missionary? It's incredible how much stuff you can accumulate if you yeah. just... They I say a, they say a rolling stone gathers no moss. I must have been not rolling for years because I just have so much stuff. I moved to college with two suitcases in a check. Like I was checked two checked bags on an airplane, and by the end of my by the end of my year, I, by my fourth year, I moved out. I had like two suitcases and four boxes of stuff. Yikes! It was ridiculous. Four like nineteen gallon boxes of stuff. You know what they say? The Beatles gather no moss <laughs> you know they say you know they say let let led zeppelins gather no moss <laughs> uh, i also was able to hang up 
some photographs. I guess they're, I don't know if they're, they look like photographs of John Paul II mm. and Therese of Lisieux right here above my desk. I also implemented a wonderful headphone stand on the wall over here to my right. Ooh, big. Wherein I, I you know those legal pads? You know how they have like the cardboard back? Mm-hmm. I tore off the cardboard back. Mm-hmm. I folded it in fourths hot dog length. Okay. And, and <laughs> thank you for and bent it to like be a headphone shape. Uh-huh. And then I stuck two nails through the paper and then nailed it into the wall. And now it just I mean you can just look. The the audience can't see, but oh where is it? Oh that's that's it's just, interesting. It's just, it's just right there. Ethan, I thought when you said headphone stand, you got a hook. No, I a hook would have accomplished a hook would have accomplished it, but I took the cardboard that was in the trash can and some nails that I wasn't using uh-huh. and just put them in the wall. And now they just boop, just goes right there on the wall. You're saying you upcycled I cardboard. Did. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> upcycled. <laughs> you upcycled some garbage and you turned it into a headphone stand. And, well, now, you have, and, now, you have, and now you have garbage nailed to your wall. <laughs> <laughs> And that's where you put that's that's where you put your headphones. <laughs> uh, I can't believe I have garbage nailed to my wall. <laughs> I didn't not... even think about it. You didn't even nobody told me. See, as you were explaining that, I was think I was I'm sure you were like trying to show me how clever you were and you're like I, I figured out this thing, like I yeah. solved this problem, but all I was yeah. thinking was this fool is getting married in a month. That's not staying on that wall. <laughs> Emma was very impressed with, okay, my, never mind. with my trash stand. <laughs> She was really happy with oh, it. Oh man! You know, she was like, "That's so cool that you did that." Maybe, maybe she was just thinking, she like, might "Gosh, like, I can't I wait! Need to, I need to pull that down." <laughs> Christmas gift hook for Ethan. That's de- that was definitely that was definitely a boundary thing that Phoebe, at least Phoebe, had. I was like, "You can do whatever you want to this apartment." I mean, I just, I, she's like, "But you live here; it's your space right now." And I'm like, "Yeah, but like in two months, it's going to be ours. So like, you can yeah. put, you can put your tapestry up on the wall. I don't care." Um, yeah. She might be. She might be avoiding those boundaries, keeping that that boundary there. It's like I don't want to take away your garbage. <laughs> it does look really cool. I bet it keeps the shape of your headphones much more. It does, yes, and yeah. I don't have to keep them on the desk. Like yeah, up, I, I remember just... that. That was that was tough. I mean, I I un I pack up and set up my microphone every week now because I don't yeah. have a I don't have a mic a mic a place for my boom arm on my desk. Yeah, I got to drill a hole. Got to get a boom arm. Well, you got to get the one like I got from from amazon that is just it just clamps you know can my, your desk no my my desk is like one of those uh all i can describe it is, is a guidance counselor desk okay you know what i mean it's <laughs> it's, it's two desks in an l shape essentially uh, so like one is for the one is for the computer and then mm. you have like a desk where you turn and you can face a student and be like all right patrick listen you'd get better grades if you just applied yourself that's the desk yeah. that's the memory that this desk yeah. is associated with and it's uh it's it's curved on the front and there's really no place for a clamp to go. It's not like most desks that are squares or rectangles, mm-hmm. you could say. Yeah. Um, there's no place for a boom arm to clamp. There's no no place for a boom arm to go. There's no place for a boom arm to lay his head. And it's but what, what I could do is I could, um, you know, the little the little screwy thing that's on the bottom of the boom arm. Yeah. Um, I can I can drill a hole in oh, totally. the desk and just stick that bad boy in there and then screw it underneath and. Yeah, that's what that's what boom arms in radio studios are. They they They're they install them. Desks. Yeah, they install yeah, them yeah. to the desk instead yeah. of clamping them to things. Yeah, they don't clamp things because clamping is actually really bad for the desk. I definitely ruined my desk at Holy Spirit in one little inch of area where I had the 
clamp. Yeah. Good. This desk is not a forever desk. So yeah, I can do whatever I want to it. When I have a real desk in a real house, <laughs> it's maybe, a starter desk. Once I have it's my a starter desk, <laughs> I'm gonna fix it up and then lease it yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is my this is my HGTV television program <laughs> where I go to a rundown town in Alabama and I fix up desks and then <laughs> lease them out to people who are struggling financially. I decided I'm going to love it. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell you about something that I did last weekend that makes me very excited? Sure. You're going to laugh at me. Okay. I got a library card. Great. I went to the library. Okay. Right, got the card, browsed their selections, uh-huh. checked out two books. Yeah. And I walked out of the library and I kind of had a moment where I stopped and I looked around like no one was following me. It felt like I was stealing the books because I'm just... <laughs> just walked out yeah. nobody said anything i didn't pay anyone any money all i did was say this is my address this is my name and then they say they said here's ten thousand books that you can just take home and i said are there any fees they said no we got rid of the fees i said so i can just keep it they said it's technically late after six months and i said what happens then i said well there's no fees and i said well they you got rid of yourself they up. got rid of fines too fines and fees both wow i my 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 aunt's library in downingtown i remember we rented a bunch of movies and you had to like pay 50 cents to rent each movie really yeah at the library that was weird hmm. i'd never i'd never been i would never experienced anything like that but that's like that's like super free that's like yeah. there's no consequences there's, there's no there's no more rules and 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 i got a with the online deal, I was checking out all the things you could do online. Yeah. I got an EBSCO host account, basically. Yeah. And I got access to every book. Everything. That's, and it's Everything. The, the, for on there, it's like you just download it and you don't have to return it. So I downloaded every Christopher Henry Dawson book that they had. And now <laughs> I just have all of them on my computer. I'm pretty sure those have a DRM attached, which is like after a certain amount of time, it deletes itself from your... Really? I yeah. mean, they're just PDFs. Where are they going to oh, go? Oh, it's a, it's a PDF? Yeah. You got PDFs of books? Yes. That feels strange. I know. I think P- I even like PDFs I'm... can have DRM on them, though. Can they? Yeah. Don't go away, Christopher. I think, yeah, I, I, I'm not sure. Because, like, the way the way that it works is, the way that licensing works is that, like, the, the library pays for licenses. Also, this is why I think that, uh, what's what are those called? Um, DTFs? That's why these are scams. <laughs> <laughs> what are they called dtfs what are what does that stand for <laughs> what am i thinking of <laughs> rfts nfts nfts there we go <laughs> dtf is a different thing buddy there's too many um there's too many acronyms on the internet and half of them are dirty yeah <laughs> can Sorry you cut that part that. out <laughs> oh i'm gonna cut it out i'm gonna All leave right. it in the part where you said dtf though no cut that part out too <laughs> We already had a Trojan joke last week. There are parishioners that are listening to this podcast. I know. How are there we are get new sp- ones. How are we going to get sponsored by insert famous Catholic media company here? If we, if, how are we going to, yeah, how are we going to get by, how are we going to, wait, no, we should, we should set our sights higher. Okay. Because we've been making the Catholic match joke for four years. Maybe if we start making a joke now mm-hmm. in four years, we'll get sponsored by Coca-Cola. <laughs> I don't want to be sponsored by Coca-Cola. Why not? Is it because they're a mega corporation? Because it that seems like directly it's contributes to like obesity rates and stuff, and also poverty, probably, poverty, probably, <laughs> and maybe they steal, racism. They steal water from like glaciers to make coke. What? 
I don't. <laughs> sorry, that was such like a baseless. I have no evidence. I don't know anything about Coca Cola. <laughs> they steal water from glaciers. They're turning the glaciers gay. <laughs> There's just a guy with a straw up at the glaciers, like blowing bubbles into it, saying, "I'm doing carbonation. I'm carbonating. I'm the carbonating glacier. the glacier. All of the glaciers are atheists now because Coca Cola stole all their water. Mm-hmm. This is a new, why don't why aren't conspiracies more Here's, fun? This is the th- that's so interesting that I had I had no evidence at all. Like if somebody tweeted that and said. SMH at all you people still supporting Coca-Cola even though they're stealing water from the glaciers to make their product that would get like 20,000 you're right I wasn't saying what is in like I can't believe they would do that I was saying what is in what are you talking about <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah that's fair like what, what would the, what would the profit be <laughs> it seems like they're going out of their way <laughs> It's just a bunch of guys who are like rappelling down the side of a glacier with hacksaws. Air dryers are like harvesting the water from them. With little coke jackets on. <laughs> and like ski masks. There's a, there's a guy in the control tower of the ship. We need more. That's actually why it's called Coke Zero because they got it at zero degrees Fahrenheit. Yes. No, that's true. Celsius. It's true. Yeah, oh, that's pretty funny. <laughs> so yeah, got a library card. Uh, <laughs> man what a journey we went on <laughs> i know it's true thanks sponsored by coke <laughs> let coke sponsor your new journey by getting the new crunch crunch coke yeah croak <laughs> <laughs> um that's good oh phoebe just that is me. good Sorry. that's good oh, let's turn, you gotta turn that phone off, you gotta turn that phone off. we're podcasting it's business time yeah, anything else? I mean, I... That could be the podcast. That's, that's all I that's have. The, that's the show. I mean, we broke, we, broke this, we broke this Coke story wide open. We really did. So that's, the the Coke, that's, that's what the Coke brothers have been doing with all their money. <laughs> um, <laughs> have, you been, have you been following along on the, on the Crunch Facebook page? I feel like I've been single-handedly keeping us afloat in the social media realm. The social media sphere. Uh, no yeah, thanks I've to been, you. I've been, I've been dipping in and out. Why, why, yeah. do, you, why do you ask? What have you, what, what's new? I just made a Goodreads page because oh. Ben Eastman pressured me into it. Nice. I, I, I tried getting into Goodreads. I just couldn't do it. I feel like it was tailor-made for someone like you. I, I You know, I that sounds about right, but it's just like I've read so many books that the time it would take for me to log what I've read, and I can't start from zero mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because I am a book-reading boy. To be fair, it takes a very high IQ to be able to, to, be able uh, to read books. To read as, enough yeah. books to not need Goodreads. <laughs> Uh, I'm not saying I'm not saying that if you use Goodreads, you're a plebeian. Um, however, because you wouldn't know what that word means. Um, <laughs> that was uh, that was funnier than you let on. I th- I, th- I was I was very proud of that joke. Listen, I know what the word plebeian means, and I use Goodreads. Okay, <laughs> I don't need you telling me. <sighs> I forget what comedian did it, but it was like I don't I don't mean to patronize you, which means talk down to. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, mm. Okay, so my my week, if you since you asked, um, I did ask. Oh, I didn't hear you. Uh, sorry for the passive aggression that <laughs> was undeserved. Um, it's it's okay. been it's vacation Bible school week. Oh, here at Archangel Gabriel. Nice. I was telling you about this in the car and, and in you the were. car when we were on the phone. Um, yeah, Patrick and I talk outside of the podcast. We do talk outside of the podcast. 
I love Vacation Bible School so much. I forgot how much I love Vacation Bible School. <laughs> Can you explain to me the? I understand the BS in the VBS. Yeah, like I understand how it's Bible School. I do not understand <laughs> how it is a vacation to go and color in pictures from. It happens uh, on vacation. Biblical biblical stories and then you eat cheese it's and then your mom picks you up and you go home and <laughs> you play playstation 2 uh, <laughs> i don't understand how that's a vacation it's um it's it's during vacation like summer vacation <sighs> and that's when it's vacation kids. bible school as opposed to weekly during the school year bible school school bible school school bible school the <laughs> sps if you will my my yeah. bishop in Orlando changed it. He said we can't call it Vacation Bible School because we're not just learning about the Bible. It's a catechetical program because we're teaching them about the whole of the deposit of faith. I'm like, good, that's mm. good. Mm-hmm. So he he changed it to Summer Catechesis Program, which really rolls right off the tongue. right off the tongue, right off the tongue. Summer <laughs> Catechesis Program. <laughs> we gotta we gotta put a governor on these bishops, man. They're, I know these, these bishops gotta have some guy that's over them. <laughs> <laughs> and and that man's name is Andy Stanley. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> but yeah. So Vacation Bible School has been has been going. We we it's Rocky Railway VBS, which is the one that was supposed to happen last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and because of most, all the because of all the trains that are in the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite part about it is it's like it seems to be exclusively trains through the Rocky Mountains, and I'm like trains are everywhere they they that's yeah. one of the things about trains is that they put them all over the place so they can get right. all over the they, place. they go wherever uh, but <laughs> most of the volunteers at our vbs are high schoolers and so obviously oh, nice. even though it's not my job to be at vbs it is my job to be at vbs and i've been meeting a bunch of my teens and i'm so yes. excited because yes. it's like happening so much faster than it did at holy spirit like mm. it is a bit of a bummer because like not a bit of a bummer but i love i love how it worked at holy spirit like i met every single kid and I like invited them individually, and I feel like I went out and and got them, you know, each each of them. And so I'm very mm-hmm. protective of them, you know. Like if one of them isn't there at at was wasn't there on Sunday, I'd be like, where are you? Come back. Um, but this is cool because like I'm meeting them in their already existing friend group, mm-hmm. and so I've become a part of their friend group at least for this week. You know, <laughs> could change next week. Could change next week. But yeah. it's like I mean it's 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 a it's a friendship of circumstances how friendship sure works. sure sure for this particular event yeah, yeah because like oh we're all in the same we're all volunteering for the same thing right and so like my obviously my my next move is um, have as many things as the in the next week as possible to keep this group of kids together and in contact with the youth ministry so that mm-hmm. they are excited for life team but also I was telling you they're they're all like seniors and 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 juniors and last night I was I was I was trying to go to sleep I was like oh shoot. This summer for Steubenville is their last shot at Steubenville. This this fall retreat yeah. is their last chance to go to the fall retreat. And I was like, Whoa. oh, I got to work fast. Yeah, you got to you know? get booming. Yeah, and it's like, I, I was, I was <laughs> like, I couldn't go to sleep. I, I was like about to fall asleep and I was like, oh, shoot. Like, I can't, I can't just be like, ah, we'll go to Steubenville next year because they won't be here next year. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I'm very motivated because uh, I already care about these kids so much. They're so cool. You know, I like them. I, I'll, I think I'll keep them. <laughs> yeah it, it was funny because i i was like i was handing out i was handing out cards to uh to come to life teen and i handed it to this one girl and she seemed kind of apprehensive about it like why is this guy handing me a card to come to an event yes um naturally you know yeah. and i was able to save it by being ironic 
Nice. Would you like? Would you like to? Would you like to hear what I did? So I, I would love to hear what t- you did. Take notes. So I, <laughs> what I did was like I handed her the card, and I was, she was like, "Okay, You're like yeah, I'll think about it." And I turned around, and I was like, "Okay." I was like, "You should come to this." She's like, "Yeah, I'll think about it." And I was like, "Okay," like I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to be that guy, but I heard that all the cool kids are going. So like, be that to take that for what it is, and. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then I, I immediately was like, that was really stupid. I'm very sorry. That <laughs> and did it work? Oh yeah, it immediately Whoa. like cut through the tension of me being ironic and being like, it's uh, it'd be pretty rad if you came to <laughs> Life Teen. It was like immediately tension gone. Of mm-hmm. yeah, one girl straight up said, I was. She's like, what is this? And I was like, oh, it's like a place to learn more about your faith. She's like, oh, I don't want to go. And I was like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, thank you. This for- is great. Have a have a good day. Have a great day. <laughs> That's the, you just gotta, people take themselves way too seriously in ministry. Oh, yeah. Oh, Can yeah. we talk about that? Like, what's the deal? Why has everyone got to stick up their butt? I think it's, I I think we think that there needs to be a process. I mean, there doesn't, no. sorry, there doesn't need to be a process, but there doesn't no. need to be like a, it doesn't need to be programmatic. Mm-hmm. You know, my new favorite swear word is program. <laughs> program. Program. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's like. I think that's I think that's one of the reasons why people are kind of weird about ministries. They think that they they think it has to be programmatic. They have to have everything set up before everyone gets mm-hmm. there, but it's very not that way. Yes. I mean, that's what I that's what I tell that's what I told my kids at Holy Spirit. That's what I'm telling these kids now. I'm just like, "Hey, we're starting this." Like, so you guys are are starting this too. Like, if you want to be a part of this, it means it's not going to be uh shiny at first. It's yeah. going to be kind of messy at first, and we're going to have to get into a rhythm. But I can tell you guys this is that like your little brothers and sisters are going to really enjoy it if you put in the work now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's going to be really solid. And I was telling you, they're, they're, they're a really mature group. They're, they were thinking like, oh, yeah, if we, were to have, if we were to have a youth ministry that was long-term, it would probably have to not be lame. I'm like, that's a good point. That's Whoa. a good point, Sandy. You know, that's a fake <laughs> Sandy. name. Sandy. No, fake okay. name. That's good. The... The thing that I think people miss when it's the whole programmatic versus relational kind of dilemma, especially in youth ministry and college ministry, is people tend to really only go one way or the other based on just what their natural personality traits are. Like if you're naturally relational, then you're always hesitant to invite teens or college kids into a process because you feel like it's it's disingenuine to who you are and if you're naturally a process oriented person to waste time building relationships with people you're like what are we doing like this is not this is we've got an end goal why aren't we going towards it and and obviously there's every kind of flavor in between it's not just the two extremes but i think the it's it's a lot like it's a little different in in real estate, but this has been my experience recently. This it's is like, the topic, by the way. This is the topic. Great, I'm, I'm glad we landed excited. on it. Good. <laughs> this has been my experience in real estate. Is uh, it's very intimidating to go into a completely different like business field because that's kind of what ministry is. If you step into ministry, it's like you're entering into a field of of prospects and leads. And some are going to go a really far way and be a long lasting relationship. Some are going to be a one-time transaction and that's it. Like this is just kind of how humans interact. You know, it's like sometimes we develop a relationship that lasts forever. 
Sometimes we don't. Sometimes we have on and off. Sometimes we compete. Sometimes it's just what humans do. Like it's not different, you know? Yeah. And the thing that I found interesting that I've learned in the last month or so is in order to be successful at my job, I have to be very relational, but I always have to be inviting someone into the next step of the process. And that's like a line that you have to straddle. And I think I learned that line by being a missionary for three years and getting it wrong for three years <laughs> has helped me be better at business. But the the thing that I think people are scared of is they're scared of forcing someone when they're not ready. And they're scared of, um, yeah, like never, never asking someone, um, when they know that they are ready. I think those are the two fears. So I think you need two things. You need the boldness to invite someone and you need to have the awareness and understanding of where a person actually is. Mm-hmm. And those people skills for whatever reason in ministry are just critically lacking. Oh, it's most so, of yeah, the time. It's you know what I, do you true. understand what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Yeah. Because in, in ministry, it, it feels sometimes as though the mark of a good disciple is whether or not they turn in their paperwork on time. No. Like we know someone's a good we know someone's a good ministry participant if they always show up and they always turn in their paperwork on time. And they, always, and they always pay for things. And they always pay for things. <laughs> well, a lot of people don't pay for things. I mean, I, I wouldn't say that's like a motivation in the church because, I mean, I think we're so used to selling things, quote unquote, for much less than they cost, like... I mean, for instance, we charge $25 for faith formation and the cost of one kid in faith formation is like $500 a year. Um, so like we operate faith formation at a loss or something, you know, it's like the, and when you take like, I think when you take like utilities and, and, you know, actual labor of the volunteers and all that stuff, like the cost is actually way higher than $25 for the year. Oh yeah. But, oh yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think, I think, you, I think you're onto something. It's like, mm-hmm. we give more attention to people with money. But I'm thinking more. That's different. Yeah. That's a different topic altogether. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Um, I, I was having a discussion with uh, someone about this. There's an argument right now about whether the the youth ministry space that we're going to use should remain a gym or turned into like a coffee shop style hangout place. What's your first instinct? My first instinct? Yeah. Coffee. Yeah. I mean, th- mine as well. That's just because that's the kind of person I am. So I wanted to make sure that I wasn't being biased, mm-hmm. right? So I tried to get as many voices as possible. And I told you one of the teens said, like, well, I mean, I want a basketball court, but I play basketball. Not everyone plays basketball. Everybody can drink coffee. Um, and I'm like, just wait till you're 30. Um, <laughs> not everybody can drink coffee. But, uh, but yeah, it was, it, was very, very, it was very wise. But I, I was speaking with someone, and they said, oh, well, I really believe that uh, basketball is, like, the way to relate to teenagers, 
And that bristled me a bit because I don't mm. believe that's the way to relate to teenagers. I, I don't, I don't necessarily think, I, I think, I think there's a, there's a huge, like, there's a huge tendency and th- it's the, you'll, they'll know we're Christians by our love. Like, let's just, let's hang out and play games with them. And then mm. they'll be friends with us and then they'll want to learn who Jesus is. Cause they'll see how different we are. Then they'll ask us about Jesus. But it, it's, that's not how the apostles worked. No, in a sense. no, it wasn't like the Pentecost. And then they're like, all right, everybody kickball, kickball. You time. Know? <laughs> yeah. Kickball. And it's like, I, I do like, I do want to play kickball with these, with these kids. Like I do want to get them to, to come and like play kickball and like have a field day to bonfire. But that's just because I think they're, I think they're cool. I want to hang out with them. Yeah. You know, it's not whatever, what the thing is, is not the, the point. And, and so like, and, and my, 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 my big thing with that is like, I feel like that might be a cop out. I think on that side of the, and this just me might be because if you're putting me on one end of the, the spectrum where you like process versus uh, relationship. relationship, I'm definitely on the process side of things. Like, you know, that. yeah, yeah. I'm I like a relationship having, guy. I like I'm having a plan, side. you know, I like yeah. having a plan, but I think why that bristles me is like, I feel like it's a cop out because you can sit and you can play basketball all day and feel like you're doing something when you're not. Yes. They're not moving. And that's why I think a CRM for ministry is very important. I know. I agree. I made one. You did? It's a Trello board. Yeah, I made one. I used a Trello board to make one. Nice. There's nice. A, car, a card for every teen. And then the four categories are um, the four like stages of it. There were a teen. Right. Like, the first stage Sherry is like. Waddell's thing? It's, it's, not, it's not the thresholds. Oh, okay. It's similar it's to the thresholds, but it's more adapted for high school. So like. Gotcha. I don't, I don't necessarily. Um, <clears throat> I don't necessarily think it's reasonable to expect someone who comes in fresh to go through all four, all five thresholds in the course of their high school career. I don't think that's yeah. reasonable, but yeah. I, I, I do think that there's a, there's a distinction between a kid who shows up once and a kid who shows up all the time, a kid who shows up all the time and a kid who's committed to living a Christian life and a kid who's committed to living a Christian life versus a kid who exemplifies a Christian life. And I think, yeah. <clears throat> I think those things you can separate. And so that, those are the categories. Um, and I think I'm going to publish, I'm going to publicize those categories to the, to the teens. Whoa. Yeah. This, this is a you're going to, you're going to do class warfare with teenagers. Absolutely. No, the, the, I, I already talked to, I already talked to Phoebe about this and she, she, she gave me all of her, uh, all of her, uh, objections to it, but we ended, she ended, she ended up agreeing with me, which is good. That's not always how it ends <laughs> <laughs> and rightly so. She ended um, up agreeing with me. So everything was great. This comes from purpose driven youth ministry. It's in that mm-hmm. pa- that pamphlet that I sent you. It's like mm-hmm. the, the, the idea is it's like a funnel and it's funny because that's exactly how CRMs work. They show you a funnel sales and, funnel. Yeah, yeah. It's a sales funnel. No, but the, it's, it's like a funnel. It's like, and, and might I butt in, it might be that way in sales because it might be that way with human beings, human beings. Yeah. Can I just, yeah. So at, let's at a just, certain point, yeah, it's, we don't, we don't want to, we don't, the, the, uh, it's called the, we call that the, the Luke Carey, uh, a positive or what is it? <laughs> What's that? I don't, I don't um, disclaimer, the, the Luke yeah, yeah, Carey yeah. disclaimer. Yes. We, we don't, we don't want to treat people like products, but that's not what's happening. The reality is there's a kid who shows up once and he's a member of the crowd. He's in the background, right? Which is like, that's how Jesus worked. People showed up because they were like, maybe he's going to give us food. You know, that's exactly why teens show up to youth ministry. They, they're like, maybe he's going to give us food. And then there's that kid that wants to be a member of the community. And then there's a, there's a teen, after they spend a lot of time in the community, they may want to commit themselves to living a Christian life. And then after a long time living a Christian life, they may exemplify that Christian life. And so those are the four steps. And I'm going to say like, you can be any of these three, th- these four things. I'm going to do, th- I'm going to do three. 
because three is easy to remember. So the, the yeah. it's three C's, the community, the committed, and then core. Those are the three stages. Whoa. And I think giving people, a, giving people a, a roadmap is helpful because each stage has a commitment to it. It's like if you want to be a member of the community, you're going to commit to showing up with some sort of regularity, whatever that, whatever your schedule allows. Like if you want to be a part of this community, you have to be here. Fair enough, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm in. Not yeah. a crazy person. I'll be there. Um, and then if you want to be committed to living a Christian life, like here are the practices that we have. And I have a list of like practices of like a, of a teen living a Christian life. And mm-hmm. so I'm going to have those on the wall. And it's like St. Benedict's rule of life for teens. Yeah, and it's gonna be it's gonna be like an orange cover, and it's gonna say Saint Benedict's Rule of Life in a normal font, and then in a handwriting font, it's gonna say fourteen. Fourteen. It's gonna be published by Ave Maria Press, and it's gonna be found in a parish basement ten years from now by some youth minister, and he's gonna be like, "What the hell is this?" He's gonna throw it in the back. He's gonna throw it away. Um, Side note: I yeah. love Peter Kreeft. Uh-huh. I love that he wrote the book Jesus Shock. I hate. All the marketing for the book Jesus Shock. I've never heard of this book. It's it's a book called Jesus Shock. Oh no, and I got I got that part of it. That's all that I know about the book the, so far. The cover is is what you just described. It's like super big teen lettering. I think it's it's meant to be like a pretty basic like evangelization book. You know, like trying to shock you with what Jesus actually said. Oh, nice. That's funny. Yeah, but it's like it's like but this Peter Kreeft, the guy who's just like super brilliant, wrote tons of books, and you see his name on this weird, goofy title. Anyway, this is uh, also Google Images results not fun. Um, oh yikes! Uh, don't worry, safe search is on. Obviously, um, thank goodness. Yeah, it's a dynamic Catholic. Yeah, I have heard of this. Yeah. That's funny. I, I've seen this before. Right. Um, Anyway, that's really that's really funny. I, I don't I, I, I don't I don't necessarily think that's a bad cover, but you're right. It is a very hey teens, read this book cover. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then after after it's after uh, the commitment next is like you have to like live an exemplary. You have to live this. You have to exemplify this. So not only do you try to live this out, you actually do, and you're an example, and you encourage others to do it. And so like yeah. a kid who shows up. And is like, hey, I've been Catholic my entire life. It's like, okay, well, do you think that you exemplify this life? Yeah. Okay. Cool. This is where you are. Keep working. You know, it's it's not it's the the teens can identify themselves at any at any stage. The stages are not for us to keep track of them. What is the exact opposite of a fraternity? Where your status in the fraternity is determined by the community itself, as opposed to you determining where you are in the community. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, it's like it's like you're you're a pledge because we we let you be, you know. Yeah. You're an intent for the Frannies out there. You're an intent because we let you be and you're mm-hmm. now inducted because we allowed that to happen and now you're an affiliate because we forced you out of your own household. Sorry, what? That didn't happen to me. <laughs> do we need to talk about that? No. Okay. Nino didn't do anything, don't worry. Nino's a Nino's a saint. Okay. Um. <laughs> I never know what to do when Patrick brings up wounds and then breezes by them <laughs> on the podcast. It's called uh, a defense mechanism. Defense mechanism. Yeah. And then your dad makes you sleep outside. It's whatever. Whatever. It, whatever. <laughs> that never happened. My dad made me sleep outside. What do you mean on that Boy Scout camping trip? Yeah, it was traumatic. Okay. It was traumatic. There were daddy long legs in that tent that we had to stay in. 
Anyway, I had to make a stove out of a paint can. It was awful. <laughs> I was traumatized on a Boy Scout camp at once, but that, that's not not like that. Let's move I don't on. think we can joke about being traumatized on a Boy Scout camp. No, we can't. We can't. But I, I was, but not like that. <laughs> okay. Um, I had a good point to relate to what you were saying, but now, now I'm gone. Was it about self-identifying in a community as opposed yes, to a Yes. I think that's you? why – I think community dynamics are so interesting mm-hmm. because a lot of – a lot of parishes behave as if they are a fraternity without the actual yes. mechanisms of a fraternity. Go on. <laughs> I have a really good example of exactly what you're talking about. There is no, it's all of the, the community dictates your place in the organization, which takes away your agency to be a core or committed member of a particular parish or ministry um, because there's people who have been doing it for so long. And if you try to come in and be a member of the parish council or be, uh, uh, someone who has opinions that are valued on the evangelization committee or on the service committee or whatever it might be, it's, you have to, you know, pay your dues, which is literally like something that people say, it's like, you got to pay your dues first, but that's literally a phrase from fraternal organizations. <laughs> Um, but then there's no way to actually advance. Like in a fraternity, there's at least like you're a pledge for a year, but then you can become a chairperson or become a member of the executive board. Like there's ways to, uh, you know, excel and then be voted uh-huh. into positions. Oh yeah. Um, and that structure in some places it probably exists, but in most Catholic churches, I don't. I don't think it does. I think um, I think there's places for that in ministries of like I think there's there's not a place for that in youth ministry. I'm the president of the youth ministry. Right. No, you can't. <laughs> we cannot elect a, a child to become yeah. the youth minister. <laughs> okay. Unfortunately, uh, due to popular vote, uh, you are the youth minister now. So yeah. here is uh, health insurance and a salary. And can you please feed me pizza every week? Thank you. I am now a youth minister. A youth again. <laughs> hey, hey. So I'm Brad, and uh, I wanted to become the youth minister because I thought it'd be cool to have ice cream uh every week uh and a slip and slide in the hallway Thank you. slip and slide in the hallway and also i want rebecca to date me she won't date me but now i'm the president of the youth group <laughs> and now, she... <laughs> now i'm in charge now i'm in charge this is the whole reason i was in youth group anyway let's admit it this is all why we went to youth group <laughs> carry on i um I refuse to use those dynamics. I refuse to play those dynamics. I, I do not. I do not put boys and girls in the same small group for that exact reason. Yeah, I separate them. It. If I see anybody looking at each other, that, 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 I take a little note and I go no. I say no. Um, yeah, I, I have What's a your really example? good. I have a yeah, really good yeah. example of parishes using like okay, self-identifying is a really self-identifying and like finding a place in the community should be. For things like being a lector, being a Eucharistic minister, being being a cantor. You don't have to audition for that, but it's like, I want to lend my talent to the parish in this way, right? Um, one of our older parishioners, a staff person on my team, told a story about how, um, this is a while back, back when Eucharistic ministers first became a thing, hmm. you had to be nominated and elected by the parish wow. at her parish to be a Eucharistic minister. Interesting. Um, and she like got ostracized because she like she applied to be one. She got nominated to be one, and then she like didn't get it, and she didn't care because she like wanted to be a she wanted to be like a lector. 
And she like went to the, she was at the mass where the training was and she went into the sacristy where all the Eucharistic ministers were and they were like, you weren't elected. And I'm like, Oof. I heard that story and I was like, ah, kill it. Kill it with fire. <laughs> that's awful. Yikes. I can't believe that. And, and like, that's the sort of thing that still happens, but yeah. it's, it doesn't look like that. It's, it's different. It's different ways. Um, it's like, it's like different ways of, of, of ostracizing people, but it's like with, you know, who gets to roll pepperoni puffs at the parish festival? You know, it's, it's stuff where it's like, you can't, you can't be a part of our club. Um, and I think. I have a smaller example. Sure. Go ahead. Every day when I go to mass at Mm 7am mass gets over by 725 every day. Cause the priest has been there for 14 years and he has it down. Great. He's got it timed. Uh Uh, he's leaving next month. So we'll see what happens with the new guy. Um, but that means that I have about 30 minutes to pray after mass every day. Cause I can just, cause I can still get to work, you know, by eight and, you know, don't, don't miss out on anything. The problem is, is that I'm typically the only one. St- there's me and one other old lady that stays after to pray every day. Mm-hmm. And there's this other lady who turns off the lights <laughs> <laughs> and she said multiple times, like, sorry, have to and i'm like do you like do you have to turn off like i can't read my bible now because you turned off the lights and left it's like things like that it's like i don't know how you got into the position that you got into and i'm not upset like i really like i just flip on my phone light and i just stick it in the pew and i read my like i don't care it doesn't bother me but i just am wondering like how did you get into the position where you respect this some this allegedly immutable law mm-hmm. that is that can never change is that the lights have to be turned off at 7:35 you know and uh, i think this is something that it's very odd i it's it's a it's a it's partially an age thing i think that happens with age as you yeah. as you get older you're used to routine and you don't like things changing i'm totally. literally re, i'm literally re-updating the, Dude, the basketball legacy at this parish that owns what? the gym, that the former parish, they their their ba- their elementary school basketball team was like state champs, like for like ten times. It's still have... on signs going into the town. It's like state champs. It, uh-huh. There's such like a there's such a there's a, such a, a a um a love and pride at this school, which is great. I yes. think that's awesome. And yes. I'm trying to preserve that legacy as best possible while yes. still, you know, doing what's best for the youth ministry. But what's yes. interesting is the most flack that I'm getting for updating the gym is the older someone is, the more I can trust that they are probably going to be more upset. Like the the yeah. the moms and the former teachers are understanding because they have kids. Mm-hmm. They're happy, but they're also like really upset. And they're like, well, why can't you just do this? Like well, they're trying to like bargain. Whereas the the, the teens are like, wow, that really sucks, but that's going to be cool. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like, oh man, like that's, that, that's kind of, they're experiencing nostalgia for the first time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're like, they're mm-hmm. like, oh man, my, my elementary school is gone. You know, it's a death, <laughs> you know, but they're like, whatever. I got a chemistry test tomorrow. <laughs> what is it? What is at the root of, of all of this? You know, the whole, like I'm going back to the whole, like, Youth ministers have to play kickball with the kids, you know, in order to feel like they're doing something right. And and also, like, you've got these people in parishes who feel like they have to hold on to these structures of community to kind of safeguard the community. 
And I'm just wondering, it's got to come from a good place. Maybe I think we're all operating off of what we think is supposed to happen and refusing to like let the Holy Spirit guide our actions. You just broke this wide open in my that, brain. That's what it is. It's like it's like we're 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 like okay. Here's what I do. I, I add three parts kickball and and um and one part gospel and then these one kids part will pizza. like me and then I I wonder actually like I'm unfortunately I'm buying pizza for the kids tomorrow, but I'm wondering after that how long I have to go without ordering pizza. Like, can I get enough parent volunteers to make food so I don't have yeah. to like be like, hey kids, pizza. I did buy them donuts today. Um, but that was just because I think they're swell and I wanted to say, here's a gift for being awesome. Cause they said they wanted coffee. They were like, it's bummer. We don't have coffee. And so I bought them coffee. Nice. Um, anyway, but yeah, it's like, it's like, it's instead of approaching ministry from a place of what can I do to lead these kids to Jesus or like, no, sorry. What does the Holy spirit want me to do mm-hmm. to transform these kids into Christ to go yes. off what our episode was last week? We're going, okay, what did this book say? Mm-hmm. What has conventional youth ministry wisdom said? What is conventional focus ministry wisdom said? Um, what have we always done? It's like those are those are answers. We those are places where we can find answers that aren't prayer because I think we're afraid of what we'll find in prayer. So I think we're afraid to face the fact that are the people we minister to are only going to become as holy as we are. Yes. Not more. Like we we have to understand like there's a possibility, but unless Christ literally like breaks open the, like they in the same way that teachers limit how much a student can learn, I think I think apostles limit how much a a, a, a neophyte can grow. Yes, because they 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 don't know how holy they can get without an example. I just my brain is blowing up right now. This is so good. The the reason that people are not able to do this is because they're doing what they think they're supposed to do. Which goes along with our, our podcast last week, which is the thought that Christianity is a set of behaviors and a set of words and a set of actions and not conformity with a person wholly and entirely, um, including how that person thinks. And we've, we've had people who've transformed their actions and their words and maybe how they spend their time, which is definitely a part of it. And for a long time, I feel like that was kind of a big thing. It was like, if you want to love Jesus, show, show it to me in your calendar. Um, but but more so, I think now it's like, show me with how you think, you know, like the the thing that I was thinking of what you're talking about, like the people who <laughs> do what they think they're supposed to do. I'm thinking of James and John calling down fire on the Samaritans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Jesus, you know, saying to them. I don't remember exactly what he says to them, but he just calls them the sons of thunder, the sons of thunder. Right. Yeah. And in the chosen, they, they play that as like, Jesus is like kind of teasing them and like making fun of them. And I right. love that interpretation of it. And in, in the chosen, it's like a bit. Yeah. <laughs> but in the, like if you, it, but also I think bits made it into the Bible. I think that that's okay. absolutely. But they, they thought that they were doing what they were supposed to do. They were like, these people are not 
following the rules. <laughs> They're not doing what God said to do. So you got to do something, right? Make them and pay. Jesus, and yeah, make them pay. And Jesus is like, no, I'm not going to rain down fire on these people. Like, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> and I'm glad that you like have this zeal about you, but you like can't drink the cup that I drink. You just can't. You're not going to be able to do it until, right, you actually open up your heart and stop doing what you think that you're supposed to be doing. Because even then you think in the book of Acts, right, John and Peter are just kind of walking around and there's no rules. There's no, there's no plan of action, but they're just, people are just, or they're just coming to them and saying like, I'm super sick. And Peter's like, in the name of Jesus, stand up and walk. And the guy's like, yep. And then for the next five chapters of Acts, we got to listen to people complain about why this guy's walking all of a sudden. <laughs> and it's a huge deal. Cause that's not what city. he's supposed to do. Cause that's he's not supposed he's, to be sitting there. He's supposed to be on the ground. But if Peter, <laughs> at that moment where the guy was like, you know, help me, uh, and instead of, if Peter, instead of saying like, look at us, you know, and inviting him to actually like look another person in the face and then respond to him and invoke the name of Jesus. Like if Peter had just stopped and searched his mind and thought like, what, okay, so what did Jesus do? Like in this situation, like he, he bent down and then like put his hand on the leg and then he said, what was, what exactly did he say? Um, oh yeah. So he said this prayer. So I'm going to say this prayer and then I'm like, keep one eye open to like, see if any crazy, like Holy Spirit stuff is happening, like while I'm doing it, you <laughs> know, like leaves moving. Right. It, Peter could have done that. And that's probably what most people do. But instead he's just said, look, look at us. I'm a person. You're a person. Mm-hmm. There's a third person who can save you. And it's the Lord. Teen ministry, there's there's not enough of like you meet a teen and you just say like look look at me, you know, not that you should walk up to a teen and say look at me look at me meet at me, but are you going to heaven? <laughs> but there's no script. There's yeah, no there really isn't. There there might be some things that typically work. Okay, you can do those things. I think in every form of ministry, you, we just got to let go of expectations, right? Expectations are premeditated resentments. This is a classic, classic line. I love that. It's so good. But that's what gets people into binds in ministry is they think it has to go a certain way. And when it doesn't, they feel like they're not being good ministers and then they quit and then the ministry dies. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think that's, oh, that's so true. I think that's, yeah. I think that's why processes are important and that's what i said in that little booklet thing that i gave you it's like if you want to if you want to have a program for instance like you have a monday night bible study that is a program in in my office and my team we don't use the word program at all so i'm not even gonna use that word but that serves the process that needs to be a part of a process it can't just be by itself that serves the process and the process serves the people not the other way around and if at any point a process becomes more important than a person or a program becomes more important than a person you need to cancel that program immediately you yeah. cancel it. Just stop it. Like do something else because it's inverted. It's poisoned and it needs to be readjusted. Mm-hmm. Um, I think oh, you were saying something about, Oh yeah. I, I think, I think I, I tend, I think processes are important because you need to have a clear path to discipleship. You need to have a clear idea. If you're going to start a youth ministry or if you're going to have a parish, 
you're going to be a pastor, you need to have some idea of what is the average way? Like, what is a common way? Is there, are there stepping stones for someone to get from one side of the river to the next? Like, are there four mm. stones across? Like, do we have a way for them to encounter and become a member of our community? Do we have a way for them to encounter Jesus in a real way? Do we have a way for them to grow in their faith? And do we have a vehicle for them to share that faith once they've received it? Like, do we have those four things? If not, you need to have those things. Like in, in youth ministry, you hear the same story over and over again. You hear they came to youth ministry, they came to Life Night and they hated it, but then they went on a Steubenville conference and they loved it and they met Jesus and then they went to Bible studies and they became a focus mystery. You know what I mean? Like you've heard right. that story before a thousand times. Yes. It's important to have those things there, but I'm going to a Steubenville retreat this weekend. And I have to recognize Steubenville is an event. Events oh, yeah. aren't magic. No. Even Steubenville, which when I was in high school, we like we were like, oh yeah, go to Steubenville. You'll become one of us <laughs> immediately. It was basically like, a, and largely, if we felt like it worked, but you know what? It's funny. Like more people went on Steubenville than came to Life Night. So did it really work? In every case, no, it didn't because it's like mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit has to work. Yeah. And so you know your process isn't magic. Uh, it's not going to automatically turn someone into a disciple, but it's good to have it because. You know, you need to actually have a plan. <laughs> you can't just be like, you can't just be like, ah, oh, well, you know, you might, you might get what you need here. People like to see that you have a place for them to go. They like to have a, a roadmap, you know? Mm-hmm. Sorry, you look like you're looking something up and you're ready to say something. No, I just, I think the, with teens and young people, with anybody really, if you're living a Christian life and you have something to invite them into, you know, like if I told, you know, like a, a young person that I met or, or, or there's a guy who, you know, I know is Catholic who's, who's struggling. If I told him like, Hey, every day I go to mass at 7am, why don't you come with me Tuesdays and Thursdays, you know, and then we can talk afterwards for outside. We'll grab, we'll grab coffee from the office. We'll just take it from the office. Ladies, we'll sit <laughs> outside in the Marion grotto and we'll just talk. We'll just hang out, you know, like. It's, it's not doing that is more effective than me saying, why don't we meet once a week and talk about, uh, virtue? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But I think we, we, we get into a mindset, especially if you've been in some kind of weekly model, right? You, Mm -hmm. you get to think like, Oh, if I'm going to do something like this, I got to do this like weekly model thing. That's good. It's helpful to, to train people you know, and mm-hmm. maybe kickstart something, but for your average, like one off teen or young person, or even just adults that you meet out in the world, they like, hate, you know, every third, uh, Friday, me and some, some of my friends from church, we go downtown and we serve the homeless and then we all get dinner together. Do you want to come? And it's, that's what you were talking about originally. It's like, you have to be living the life. Because if you are, if, if you, if the way that this is the, the crux of my argument, if the way that you are living the Christian life is by doing this one thing of ministry, you have failed. You are not, you are not living the Christian life because the Christian is not someone who goes to mass every Sunday and prays and invests in teenagers. And that's it. <laughs> like that's, that's not, that's not the Christian life. Yeah. It might seem like you're very busy and you've got family, you've got kids, blah, 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 whatever, like you're busy, but if you're going and you're hanging out with teens and you have nothing to invite them to outside of more events for teens, 
it's just like a self-defeating thing, you know, and your core members are in a great position more so than you, because you've got laws and rules that you have to abide by. Well, so do they. That's true. Yeah. But I feel like your core members, like they have the opportunity to invite, you know, two or three guys or, or young ladies from their small groups say, Hey, come over and eat dinner with my family. I've got three kids. It's going to be chaos, but you should come and eat dinner with my family. That is safe environment compliant because there's two adults there. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So like doing things like that and that's inviting them into your mission. So I think it's, it's always just about the invitation to like asking Jesus, how am I actually living the Christian life and how am I taking the people that I'm ministering to into that to show them what it's like? Because if it's just, if I'm just inviting people to ministry events for that group of people, then you're not doing ministry. Mm -hmm. You're just, you're creating a, a weird cult. (laughs) Yeah. And yeah, that it, Youth ministry can get very culty because there's no, you know, <laughs> I just wave my arms. You're just around. waving your arms on an audio <laughs> podcast. I'm sorry. Does that make sense? I'm not trying to impugn whatever you're doing. I'm sure you're doing a great job. I don't feel impugned at all. That's good. I don't even know what that word means. I don't have a good reads. I don't even know if it's a real word. I say it all the oh, time. It's definitely a real word. Um, yeah, no, I, I think, I think, I think you're totally right. And I think I was thinking about that today about how just, you know, we're at VBS and I'm saying, Hey, afterwards, we're just going to clean up. Like we have to clean up and I'll get you guys pizza and we can hang out. And like, I'm envisioning just like hanging out for like an hour and just talking and being like, so like, what, what's up with you? And like maybe getting into a conversation about faith, you know, leading the conversation more towards like, so you've been Catholic school your whole life. Do you consider yourself Catholic? You know, like that, just asking questions. Cause I feel like I'm at that point with a lot of them where I could ask them that question. Yeah. But that's a more, that seems to me more impactful than, okay, here are our small group <laughs> questions for today. Yeah. You know, I would, I would love to have a core team full of people who just don't need a list of questions to talk about. Oh and, gosh. You know, and could just fire them off and just be like, not, so what'd you think about the talk? It's like, so when did you, when have you felt like you failed as a Christian? Um, cause I can tell you one time where I felt like I failed, you know, like that, that sort of thing where mm-hmm. it feels more, and it's harder to do with middle schoolers, but I think it's easier to do with high schoolers, especially older ones. Um, so we yeah. have two options. Either I move to Pittsburgh and become your co youth minister, or you move to Oklahoma and you become my co real estate agent, co real estate agent. <laughs> I think you have to move to Pittsburgh and become my co youth minister. Gosh, we would be too powerful. <laughs> I don't think we'd be able to do it. I don't it think would anything, be too. It'd be too much. Nothing would get done in the office. It would be. It would be, it would be absolute bedlam. Bedlam. I, I tell actually you. hot take. I don't think that we would work well together in a work environment. You don't think so? No, because I think you would want to like. I don't know the whole process versus relationship uh-huh. thing. I think that would. Uh, generate some tension ethan you're, you're operating under the false idea that conflict is inherently bad i'm operating under the false idea that yeah you're right yeah <laughs> in fact no, I, I don't think i would almost, I don't think I would almost hate it if we thought exactly like we, i think we think enough here's my defense of why you should move to pittsburgh i think yeah. we think we think in the same we think in the same vein in a lot of areas but we have different skills and different experiences that make us kind of uh balance out each other's more like extremes yeah you know here's the nice thing our lives don't end when we're 30 you know like when we're 50 or 60 like there's still a chance that we could do something together you know like true we're not we're not you don't you don't die 
contrary to popular belief. You don't die when, when you're 30. You just when you're you, know, 30. you just can't eat as many cupcakes. You don't die when you're 30. You just disappear for 20 years and then you come back. <laughs> you come back as an old person. As an I mean, old person. based on who I see in our parish, that seems about right. There's just yeah. nobody in between. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. No. We we would we would work very well very well together. Also, you would be able to do something that I can't do, which is play basketball with the teens. <laughs> That's true. That's I true. I cannot do this. <laughs> yeah, I would love to play basketball with your teens. Uh, even if I just come out for a weekend, play basketball. And just like while I'm talking to them, just completely blasting their minds open and be like, have you read this article? It's called In the Likeness of Christ. It's on primematters.com. Have you listened to like, my podcast? And they'll be like, what? And I'll be like, drop, send the oh. link, leave. And they'll be like, who was that guy? He changed everything. I'll be like, that was Patrick Nevy in a different form. <laughs> He's like trust, the Oxus. He took the defense Trust your form youth minister. Trust him. Uh, yeah, no, we would be, we would be great. Um, we'd be, fa- we'd be fantastic double youth ministers i think we should do it also i love the idea of having two youth ministers that do basically everything together because it means that you can engage in relational ministry a lot more often oh yeah safe environment i'm just a guy by myself you know i you know how do you think that siamese twins deal with safe environment issues like if they're <laughs> like you know? it's also it's it's it's, it's unfortunate because it's like I, would, I ran into this problem at Holy Spirit once. It's like, okay, no, a core team member didn't show up. And only, like, the core team member had that I w- that was going to show up fell through. And only one girl showed up. So, uh, very clearly, this needs to end now. Um, come back. Yeah. You know, the parent, like, hey, come back. And I have to have, it's weird having to explain to a teenager safe environment. Like, hey, I can't be alone with you because it's not legal. And it's like... Now all of a sudden they're thinking, is Patrick dangerous? It's like, no, it's just people are dangerous. Um, and it's it's unfortunate having that conversation with teenagers, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But they're also smart, you know. They they, yeah, they, they have get it. they, they have get it. iPhones. They know. Kids these days the are things. woke. They they're so yeah. On predatory Christian ministers. They I, know about it. I, I thought I um a teenager one of the one of my teens, the one the, the same one that said that thing about you know not mm-hmm. having a basketball court. Yeah. Um, they we were we were there's the gym that we're doing VBS. Long story. All the doors are open because there's no air conditioning in it, cool. and it's open to a street and there's a there's a sidewalk and a guy walked past and then one of our priests came up, and they were just walking past like the back entrance into the into the gym and so I went out there to check. The guy was like looking in and then he left and I was like going to check in to make sure he was gone because he can't come in because he's not we don't know who he is. And I ran into one of our priests and I was sitting out there and talking to him for a while back and I came back in and one of the girls she she made a joke because they had made a joke about the stranger and they were like oh it must have been like he was like looking at the kids must have been some kind of pedophile you know because teenagers make those jokes lightly yeah and um because they haven't experienced the world yet except no, for a yet. glass screen yeah um and that thing is real to them and so mm-hmm. but see from my perspective i didn't know they saw that guy i thought they just saw me talking to the priest to the priest oh. i was very confused and when Yikes. she found out my confusion she's like oh my gosh i wasn't making that joke at all she felt awful and uh, it was very funny. Nothing like, like a good old sense of guilt to make yeah. someone 
think about how they use their words right <laughs> maybe we should make jokes about i was like i was like I, I told her i was like i thought that you were making a joke about a priest being a pedophile and i was like not funny but very bold to do to your youth minister um <laughs> you really just trusting that you we have a lot more rapport than we yeah, actually you, do you you really misread the uh <laughs> that's usually reserved for me and my other ministry friends at the local focus <laughs> conference every year Referencing the abuse scandal is not something you can do in between generations. It's something you can only talk about amongst each other, amongst yourselves. Yes. Um, Unless yeah. you're at a catching foxes meetup. Oh, that's the that's the only time. I think I think the most I think the most catching foxes thing you could do is have a drinking game where you take a shot every time someone says McCarrick and you have to mm-hmm. get a cab. Um, <laughs> or a doctor. Uh, you ready for Dr. Ethan's dating corner? <laughs> Speaking of getting a doctor speaking of overindulgence in the devil's water let's go to dr ethan's dating corner <laughs> uh, just, i know it hurts i'm sorry it's it's I, 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 I... all right you came to the right place you ding dong it's called communication baby <laughs> Welcome to Dr. Ethan's Dating Corner, sponsored by Catholic Match. You can submit your own question by going to at Catholic Match on Instagram and waiting for them to post our little little thing that we do. You know, the little the little survey. Patrick uh, knows I have no idea where to actually submit the question, so he jumped in. Yeah, so there's a, there's a survey that Catholic Match will post on their story every so often. So go follow them at Catholic Match to get access to that survey. Boom. Um, I think in order to drive traffic to their Instagram, we're not posting it in our description anymore. Sorry yeah. about that. Sorry, so you have Sorry to go follow that. them to do it. Know, you got to follow uh, Catholic Match. Sorry about that, but they're a sponsor. So when they, you follow them, you're following us. Listen, baby. if you didn't want us to do stuff like this, you should have donated to Patreon. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, and uh, go go to catholicmatch.com slash crunch to get uh, your, your free profile. You can get a free profile regardless, but if you go to our URL, they they know that we sent you over there to go get hitched. So kickbacks, 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 baby. Kickbacks. This one is called is our long distance relationship over dot PDF. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> anonymous. When do you know if a long distance relationship is over? She <clears throat> met someone on Catholic match. She does not listen Great. to our podcast. Met someone on Catholic match. We're in the same city. Uh, we were in the same city when we started dating, but after two months, he moved away three hours for work. He wants to stay at his new job for at least two years. And I have found no way to close the distance between us in the future. Should I end this now? Oh, I feel like we don't have a lot of details. Yeah. I mean, you know? I think because of the lack of details. Do you love him? Yeah. Because <laughs> like if you love him, you would find a way to close the gap. Yeah. Unless like you're taking care of like your dying mother. And I hope you're not. That, that'd be really sad. Yeah. Um, in which case you love her more and that's fine. You know, like you, you obviously either you love something more than him. So you have to define, define what that is and then either give it up or, you know, keep it. Can I speak of something that's totally off topic, but you just made me think of? What if I said no? I'm just kidding. Go nuts. I don't care. When I was in sixth grade, we had to take those like stranger danger, stranger danger courses, you know, like yeah. there were these like videos that we all, all the sixth graders came in and watched together. And then the teachers would explain to yeah, us. Yeah. And like, then 10 years later, you found out that people, you know, are actually much more dangerous. Yeah. But then there, <laughs> there was also like, we also would watch, I feel like it was just a weekly series. We watched videos about AIDS. We watched videos about drugs. We watched, like, we just were always <laughs> watching videos. The two genders uh, go on. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but there, one of the videos was tell, talking about how you should, uh, like if, you know, someone's on the phone or you're like trying to, someone's approaching you, like getting on your phone or saying like, actually I have to go. My dad had a heart attack or something like that, you know, gotcha, like, yeah. like ask, like acting super distressed as a way to get out of a stranger danger situation. And this for kids. <laughs> You know? Yeah, sorry, I have to go. I left my stove on. You're six years old. Like, <laughs> sorry, I gotta go. My grandpa has cataracts. That's not lethal. That's not, anyway, my, my mom ya. has a prostate exam. I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> mom doesn't have a prostate. Uh, only men have prostates, right? I know, yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> that was a close Only one men have even. prostates was the name of my band in high school. <laughs> <laughs> but only then men the, have one of the teachers got up, Mrs. Powell got up and was just like, Everybody, I know that the video said that you should say that your dad had a heart attack, but I know someone who got out of a stranger danger situation by saying that her dad had a heart attack and then her dad actually did have a heart attack. Oh no, she manifested it. So just, and then she looked at, she said, be careful. And (laughs) And then just walked away. So now the kids are like, do I have to get kidnapped or kill my dad? This is a, this is a classic trolley problem, you know? <laughs> I just thought of that, you know, when you read that question or when we were talking about I don't that know question. why. So like, oh, it's what, you, what do you a... love more, your life or your father's life? <laughs> yeah, it's like, I don't know how that helps sixth graders know what to do when a man in a van is asking them to get in. It's like, oh, gosh, got to not kill my dad here somehow. Yeah, right. Jeez. Anyway. I don't know. I think for this person, whoever's asking it, I, I mean, if you love them, move there. And if you don't love them, break up with them and find someone else on catholicmatch.com. You do I have mean, a catholicmatch.com profile, catholicmatch.com. I know. I wish we, I wish we had more details. Cause it's really, it's really just like, we're, we're apart. Should we stay together? It's like, I don't know. It's up to you. I mean, my, the, the, the lack of detail decide, I don't, I don't know the personality of this person, obviously, but my, um, my instinct is, uh, they didn't allow, They didn't put a bunch of details in about how I want to stay with him because I think he's great. I think it is over. That's yeah, my gut. It sounds pretty over. Yeah. Do you want? Do you want to hit up another one? I would love to hit up another one because this one's got a, is a really long uh, question. It's also not from a listener. I like getting questions from not listeners because they give us their email address and I can send them. Hey, I answered your. We answered your question, so they they're forced to listen to our podcast. Just like that guy in that article. What guy? And what article? The top twenty comedy podcasts. Yeah, they they would be for we would force them to listen to to watch to read his article. Yes. Uh, so this one is from anonymous. Uh, it's a girl. I don't know if if she does that thing. Um, it's funny in the section. Please give a short summary of her question. She wrote a paragraph, uh, and then wrote the exact same amount of information in the tell us about your situation section. So maybe uh, let's just do the tell us about the situation. I no, I'm doing both. I have a huge okay. crush on this guy who I met at work who is just as crazy as a work schedule as I do. We both work in the medical field. Uh-huh. We work together for a few months and chatting with each other came pretty easily and naturally. We have the same kind of humor as well as beliefs and values. Anyway, I attempted to make the first move since he seemed nervous and did not respond to my text and did say hmm. he liked me, but what? essentially chalked it up to bad timing. Um, so I attempted to make the first move. He seemed nervous. Um, and cause he said he liked her, but wasn't doing anything. His schedule is crazy. It was in the midst of studying for a huge exam and COVID. Mm. Um, I don't want to get my hopes up and I tend to think about things from a realistic standpoint. He has not reached out to me since then. So I left it alone. However, every time I pray for the right man to show up in my life, I've noticed the same sign show up immediately after I conclude my prayer. That reminds me of this guy I've had a crush on. 
What do you think? Just a coincidence or a God incidence? And it's and it's a picture of him that I have taped up on my wall. Pray. I should also preface this. I should also preface this. This has never happened to me with past crushes. Um. Oh. Any and all advice on how to proceed is also welcome. She copied and pasted it, and so that was all the information. Yeah, I figured it would be. No, you didn't. Yeah, based on what you told me, I figured it would. Anyway, the. How fickle the human heart. Can I just say one thing? Maybe. <laughs> well, I wax philosophically about <laughs> the nature of humanity. and I don't know about you. There has never in my life been a test so important that I have not had time for women. You're right. You're like, so right. There Never in my life has there been an exam that was so important that I would not be willing to get an F if it meant that I could go on a date with a girl that I really liked. Oh, that's never. true. That's so true. Never, ever. I mean, medical exam. This guy is this guy's eight years into a you know sixteen year degree or sixteen years into a sixteen year degree you know it's like he spent but half even, of his life like, in post secondary school. Even if you're taking a medical exam, you have time for a forty five minute coffee before you start studying that day. You know, like yeah, either he doesn't like you or he's really bad at time management. And really I, yeah, I think there's one or two. It's either he doesn't like you and he's too scared to tell you. Even though, but he told you that he liked you. You know, like yeah. I feel like he wouldn't have said that he liked her if he didn't like her. Yeah, he definitely wouldn't have done that. Because that's the thing that girls do to guys. They tell guys that they like them when they just like the attention. Is that that something that girls do to guys? That's something that some girls do to Ethan his sophomore (laughs) year. Oh, Ethan, you don't deserve it. You never did another wrong. (laughs) I know, I'm too good for her. I'm too good. You're too good for her. (laughs) You're too good. No, I definitely had a situation like that, I think. Yeah. 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 Turns out, Anyway, what the women be attentioning? Yeah, they really women, do be. Women be shopping. The uh, <laughs> hot take. The hot take. I think he likes you. I think I he must just be bad at time management. Like I don't think that's got to be it. Yeah, I think that's so the only thing because my, the, we my, have two my, conflicting yeah. pieces of information, which is that there's no test more important than a woman, and also. <laughs> The fact that he hasn't like made time for you, like, but he, but he says that he likes you. So what do you do with that? I think what you do is after this test is over, you come back to him, and say, "Hey, I understand that you had a busy time. Do you want to ask me out now?" Like, I mean, you just don't, you don't have time to mess around. That's a really good question. Do you want to ask me out now? Do you? And, want, and if you if you don't, I'm gonna move on. You know, like we can keep being friends, but I'm gonna stop flirting with you. So if you like this, you gotta get with this. <laughs> Yeah, show him who's boss. Okay? Show him who's boss. Just yeah, be a queen. Be a boss queen. Go get be one of those mugs queen. from Target that yes. says "Yes, boss queen," and then yes. it says the B word on it because that's mm-hmm. empowering. Because for whatever reason, and then yeah. put it on your desk. Yeah, with a little cat, ceramic cat, and get get tattoos on your knuckles and on the, that's on, say the boss. on the right one says says girl and on the left one says boss. It's you girl, <laughs> girl boss. boss, but it's backwards. <laughs> Boss girl. Boss girl. <laughs> girl boss. Um, I think that's what you should do. I really, I think, I think just whenever this test is over, whenever this exam period is over, just, just say, this is where we're at. I know it's crazy, but you know, people used to date 
and get married and they didn't even know each other yeah and they only saw each other at night after they were done working in the fields you know like <laughs> in, in bundling bags <laughs> in bundling bags. <laughs> you can do this if you know this person send this podcast to them all right that's good it's good podcast it's a good one i liked it i had fun i'm glad we i'm glad we worked it in yeah i'm glad too i realized literally i was like oh crap i'm going on a weekend. Yeah. I too am going on a weekend this weekend. What and is your so, weekend this weekend? Uh, my cousin's getting married. So nice. Go to that. Yeah. Oh wow, he scheduled it right in front of yours. That's awful. Yeah. My sister-in-law moved her and her now husband's wedding to the month before mine and Phoebe's. Yikes! It was really, it was really funny. I was like, I was like, whoa, rude. <laughs> <laughs> but we we were happy for them. Yeah, dress they, rehearsal for the real event. They needed they needed to get married. That they, they they're they're perfect for each other. <laughs> Shout out Aaron and Ryan. Homies. Homies. True homies. All right. Do you gonna you gonna do the things? Yeah, we got a Facebook group, Facebook.com slash group slash the crunch cast. We got a Patreon page, patreon.com slash the crunch. We did get one new patron because I posted twenty five minutes of bonus content. So, I mean dividends stonks as they say yeah um i'm thinking about changing patreon to like literally just saying like donate five bucks a month because that's the just if if we keep saying donate on patreon but we don't give you a number and i think numbers are helpful to understand like what what is what is a patreon commitment it's five bucks a month it's less than what you pay for spotify it supports the show and we are developing the bible podcast it's actually outlined and it's in my computer we yes. just have to uh, get over um, Ethan planning for his wedding. We may be able to yeah. record a couple before the wedding, but yeah. We'll do you want to release like samples on our regular podcast feed? Absolutely. Yeah. I want people to know what they're missing if they're not giving yeah, us five dollars a month on One Patreon. One of the podcasts that I listen to does that, and every week I get a notification for a new podcast, and I get really bummed because it's only a sixteen-second podcast, a sixteen-minute podcast, but I still listen to it, and I go, "Man, I should really donate on Patreon." So, it but works. do you donate on Patreon? I do not. So does listen, it work? I'm 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 right I'm in the middle of the funnel and their little funnel, which is just how know, humans yeah. work. I'm in the middle. I'm I'm willing to listen to the sixteen minute episode, not enough to give them five bucks a month. So donate five bucks a month on Patreon to to get access to the future Bible cast. Anticipate the funnel. Beat us on the curve. We you don't have to get pitched to if you've already accepted the pitch. You don't have to get pitched to if you've already swung your bat. Okay, that's how it works. You already get to go to home plate. <sighs> I went to a Pirates game on Saturday and they lost 11 to 2 Dude. to the Milwaukee Brewers. Dude. I kept saying Milwaukee Bucks because the nickname for the Pirates is the Bucks. And I was getting is confused. It really? my, yeah. Oh. The Milwaukee Bucks are in the NBA Finals right now. Wow, that's incredible. It's a good week for Milwaukee. Good, great. Uh, uh, a round of applause for Milwaukee, everybody. Hey, uh, Minnesota or wherever Milwaukee is. Yeah, it's one of those states. Uh, Patrick, do you have anything else for the people? Tune in next week when Ethan moves to Pittsburgh. Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We'll be praying for you, and we'll see you all next week. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. 
To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.